If you're innovating, creating, or making a difference, this show is for you. Welcome to Over Coffee. I'm Dot Cannon. Here on Over Coffee, we talk with artists and innovators about the process of changing the world in terms of what they do. Water cascades down the wall and onto the floor, not real water, virtual water. And when you step on it, ripples go out from your feet and fish move away. But if you stay too long, there's a big shark under that floor that just might come up and get you. What can you and I do to combat or maybe even reverse the effects of climate change? The Aquarium of the Pacific in Long Beach has come up with some new answers to that question, aided by cutting-edge technology and a lot of creativity. On Friday, May 24th, Aquarium of the Pacific opened their brand new Pacific Visions Wing. This is an almost 29,000 square foot space, which uses art, technology, and storytelling to convey the message that we have the ability to create a better future. Dr. Jerry Schubel is the president and CEO of the Aquarium of the Pacific. Just after Pacific Visions opened to the first members of the general public, who by the way were about 250 students from Lakewood High School, we had the opportunity to talk briefly about the new edition. Dr. Schubel, you are really inspiring some young people today, but what first inspires you to make oceanography your life's work? Well, let's say that. I grew up on Lake Huron in Michigan, so I always had an affinity for large bodies of water. And then I was teaching high school physics in Winchester, Massachusetts, and the opportunity came up to go to Johns Hopkins University to pursue a PhD, and that's where I really fell in love with the ocean. And fast forward to now, where you told the story last week about Pacific Visions. Would you tell me that story, please, on tape? The Pacific Visions, the idea started more than 20 years ago. It got serious, though, at a board retreat in 2005. We knew we had to expand because of overcrowding, and the question was, what should be the expansion? And should it be a traditional aquarium with more tanks for bigger fish, or should it be something quite different? And we decided that we wanted to tell the story of the changing relationship of people with the Earth and the world ocean because we are on a track that is not sustainable. And according to the UN report that came out earlier this month, we could lose a million species before the end of the century and many of them in the next few decades. And many of those species are in the ocean. Losing species causes the fabric of the Earth's life support system to become frayed and unraveled. And we wanted to create a wing that would tell the story of how to prevent that unraveling and reweave it. Because humans, we have much of the knowledge and the technology, and we are a creative, innovative species. We can make a great future if we choose to. Let's talk about some of the ways that you're using creativity and innovation right now in Pacific Vision's wing to maybe reach out to people who aren't scientists as you are. What if an artist right now is walking through right. there? What have you done to tell the story and reach out to that person and say, hey, this is about you? So we have combined art and science. They're two different modes of knowing. They both seek the truth. And when you combine them, you can create even more powerful messages than either alone. So we start the experience in an art gallery, and it focuses on plankton, which are the base of the food chain, and on coral reefs, which are one of the environments in the ocean, the ecosystems under greatest stress. We've lost 25% of our coral reefs, and we could lose 100% by the end of this century. 
and they support 25% of all the marine life in the world ocean. From there, people go into an orientation gallery. They see a video about how the relationship of humans to the earth has changed, and there's also a virtual waterfall. Water cascades down the wall and onto the floor, not real water, virtual water, and when you step on it, ripples go out from your feet and fish move away, but if you stay too long, there's a big shark under that floor that just might come up and get you. Then they enter the Honda Pacific Visions Theater. It's an amazing theater, the only one of its kind anywhere in the world. It seats 315 people. The screen is 130 feet long. It captures your peripheral vision. It's 35 feet tall, and on the floor is a projection disc. So it's an immersive environment in which we can replicate the sights, sounds, and smells of the world ocean. It has wind and fog, and when the, there's an earthquake shown on the screen, your seats rumble. It's a short film, highly emotional film, and it shows that the future is in our hands. From there, you go into the culmination gallery, and in the culmination gallery, you can interact with the high-tech exhibits. One is on energy, one is on food, and one is on water, because the decisions that we make about energy, food, and water that will determine our future. And so people can discover what we can do individually to make a difference in creating a better planet right here on Earth. What's one decision one person right now listening to this could make? Well, I think that they could be supportive of farming the ocean. California has the largest agricultural economy of any state in the United States. We have five million beef cattle. Cattle, livestock in California and throughout the world take a huge toll on the environment. We could move some of our animal protein production into the ocean. It's a healthy source of protein and it would have a much smaller environmental footprint. California ought to lead the way in showing how to do this. So I would like to see them support that. I would like to see them make changes in their own lives to use less energy, eat more fruits, vegetables, less red meat, more seafood. And I would also like to, to see them think about energy in the future. Renewables, wind and solar, must play a big role, but they can't do it alone. We need a source of energy that doesn't depend upon the wind blowing or the sun shining, and that's high energy density, that is, that generates a large amount of energy with a limited amount of land, because the biggest threat to biodiversity is destruction and fragmentation of habitat. That source of energy is nuclear. Many people are afraid of it. But the history has shown it's the most reliable and it is also the safest form of clean energy we have. Let's look for just a minute because when I heard you say nuclear, I kind of went, yikes. <laughs> most people think boom when they hear nuclear. What can we do to prevent that and yet use and harness the power of nuclear? Well, you know, if you, if you look at the use of nuclear around the world, the only really bad situation we ever had was Chernobyl. That was an anomaly. It was poorly designed, poorly operated, and it unfortunately caused a lot of deaths. But in the other places like Three Mile Island, we lived downstream from that when the Three Mile Island incident happened. It operated exactly the way it was designed to. There was enough redundancy in the system, the alarms went off, and it, it stopped any accident from happening. If you look at the recent 
problem in Japan. Thousands of people were killed from the tsunami and the earthquake, but so far only one was killed from radioactivity. It has a very good health safety record. And France gets about 80% of all their energy from nuclear. Sweden has set a high bar. In the United States, we're closing down our nuclear plants and we don't have anything to replace them with that's clean. That's an interesting and different perspective than any I would have thought of. We have just been talking a lot about science, but coming back to the idea of art and science, what's been your best creative challenge as a scientist who's also an artist in getting this message out about creativity, but also about conservation and sustainability? Well, as I said, we have commissioned special performances of the, the ballet, the opera, the symphony, the and we always have up an art exhibit of some kind. So I don't, think, I don't think it's a challenge. I think the public understands it, and it's the, the fusion of art and science together that really can deliver very, very powerful messages. And we hope that we have done that in our art gallery, which is the first exhibit in this new wing. Let's tempt people a little bit. What's coming up for summer at the Aquarium of Pacific that's going to happen in Pacific Visions, and maybe even for fall that we can talk about? Well, with Pacific Visions, there's an awful lot to see, and I don't think you can even see it in one visit. I would encourage people to come and go through Pacific Visions before going into the original aquarium. The original aquarium was the fourth largest aquarium in the United States in terms of visitors. It has wonderful live animal exhibits. We hope that when people go through Pacific Visions and back into the original building, they will look at these animals in a very different way, and they will understand that our fates are tightly intertwined with the fates of those animals that are on display. And finally, if people could only get one thing from you, as both a scientist and an artist, about innovation, creativity, and making a difference, what would you want them to take away from you and the new Pacific Visions wing? That this problem of climate change is one that we can solve. It will take creativity, innovation, and it will take open minds so that we are open to all options and that we understand that we have to try things to get the right combination that will lead to a, creating a better planet. Dr. Schubel, thank you for your time today. Thank you very much. You and I have been listening to Dr. Jerry Schubel, President and CEO of the Aquarium of the Pacific in Long Beach. The Aquarium's new Pacific Visions Wing is now open. You'll find more information on aquariumofpacific.org. That's aquariumofpacific.org. And you are going to be wowed by the glass sculpture inspired by Plankton, the Haunted Pacific Visions Theater with its special technological effects to augment its storytelling, and the interactive effects in the Culmination Gallery. And that digital waterfall seems to be everybody's favorite. But watch out for that digital shark. He does look fierce. And that concludes this edition of Over Coffee. Thank you for listening. Listen to more Over Coffee podcasts at twomavericks.com. That's two, T-W-O, Mavericks, M-A-V-E-R-I-X, twomavericks.com. And you can contact us at twomavericks at gmail.com. The music you're hearing is royalty-free production music provided by Pond5 at pond5.com. I'm Dot Cannon. Here's wishing you a cappuccino day.